Hello and welcome or welcome back to Fancy a Blather podcast. I'm your host Kirsty Taylor and this week we are speaking to social media strategist Grace Lee so stay tuned for that interview but for now let's jump into the intro. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome or welcome back. Happy Monday if you're listening on the day that this goes out. If not, happy Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I hope you are having a great time with whatever it is that you're doing. Um, I am recording this on Sunday at, um, what's the time? 4 p.m. The sun is shining in through my windows. Today started off rough, but we've turned it around, ladies and gents, and I'm so happy. I have been so, so anxious this weekend. Um, I have like a big uni thing coming up, um, an assessment on Tuesday. And I'm so, so nervous for it. But um, we're just going to power through. I'm planning for tomorrow and I'm going to try and plan for Tuesday as well. We got all my creative work done today so that I can chill. That was the game plan was to get started early. So I woke up early this morning, drove my friend to the airport who's moving back to Italy. Miss you already, Marta, if you're listening. And I go to leave the airport car park and I look and I have a flat tire. And I was just like, are you kidding me? And I paid seven pounds to be for the airport parking. So I was like, I need to leave because otherwise I'm not going to get out and it's going to charge me more. So I need to get out of this car park and like, go somewhere else with my flat tire so I just drove like one minute out of the airport car park into a petrol station that I knew was nearby because we passed it on the way just because I was like I am gonna be charged like for the how long it will take for the person to come this is gonna cost me like 100 quid or something to park here so I did the thing I waited around the vehicle breakdown guy eventually came as per usual it seems with my tires I needed an entirely new tire took for ages to happen I had to push back a meeting from this morning so I got back did the meeting and I was just like really feeling the stress feeling the anxiety in all ways um and also I'd like to say like everyone gets anxiety like that isn't exclusive to anyone but I do have um general anxiety disorder so I do like get it worse and you might if you don't but everyone does get anxiety and that might have made anyone anxious but regardless so I finally got home to the meeting and I'm like wow like I really just need to do something to feel better so I run it off and I'm so so happy and proud of myself for doing that because I have been avoiding running for a while now and I don't know why because I love to run so I don't know why the heck I've been avoiding it so I went for a run to the beach and then I sat at the beach and did a meditation like who am I and um we just watched the waves and sat in the sun and it was so nice and I'm sitting here podcasting and right before this I was just having some I suppose it's kind of late for lunch but I was finishing off my lunch watching some Real Housewives of Beverly Hills just because I, I needed that that comfort and yeah so my day has really I've really managed to switch switch what is it? Switch the, f- oh my god, flip the switch. I was gonna say switch the flip. So there you go, folks. There's some tips. Do the things that you feel like are chores, but you know will pay off in the long run. So that is my update for you, I guess. Um, so my small wonder of the week is um, just waves, like the way that waves melt into each other. 
is something that I just find so interesting to watch. So like I was watching the waves come in. So the tide was really high at the beach and I was watching the waves all kind of crash into the stones and then melt together into and then like form as one. And I don't know, it was just very, very moving obviously in a very spiritual mood today so I just love that honestly though I could talk about how much I love water all day every day there's drinking it swimming it in it kicking with it I don't know looking at it bathing in it do you know what I mean I just love it so that is my small wonder of the week um so what I have been engaging with this week is this show on Netflix called Get Even. I actually didn't engage with it this week. I actually watched it last weekend, last Saturday. But obviously because last week's episode was so long, but regardless, I really recommend listening to it. It's um all about LGBTQ plus rights and it's such an important conversation. I just didn't want to do an intro because I didn't want to make the podcast too long. Um, so we skipped the intro last week. So also it's nice to be back. So I wanted to talk about this show because I didn't talk about it last week, um, Get Even on Netflix. And it's just like one of those like murder mystery, like moral films, films, pro- programs. And I don't know, I was just so here for it. Um, I binged all of it on Saturday last week. I really need shows that come out once a week because otherwise I'm so, so bad at binging. Like I just can't stop myself. It's like a problem. So that is what I'm engaging with this week. Up next, we have our small business of the week. So I literally Googled this. I also found this business last week. I literally Googled the name of this business. Couldn't find it. Thought maybe it was Gaelic. Asked my dad and he was like, I don't think it's Gaelic. I think it's Irish, like Gaelic. And then asked my friend who's Irish and she was like, I've never heard of it. I don't know. So then she Googled it and sent me a screenshot. So I believe it's pronounced Rash. And then it's Scottish sea glass. So it's R-O-I-S and then Scottish sea glass. I thought it was like Rosha, but I guess not. Rush or something. I don't know. I'm probably butchering that. I'm really sorry if you're listening and this is your business. Um, But yeah, so basically they have the most incredible jewelry that is um, like made out of broken sea glass. Sea glass and they... um. They call it making treasure out of broken pieces. And they also let you know where your sea glass was found. And they just are so sustainable and incredible. And their packaging is elite. And I desperately want one of their necklaces or really like their hoop earrings with the sea glass inside the hoop rather than like dangling off, although that is also cool. And they just have the most gorgeous colors. Um, So to check out their shop, on Instagram it's ROIS underscore C glass or their website is by ROIS.etsy.com but obviously have it linked to all then in the show notes as per usual and obviously I love that they're Scottish business and they get all their sea glass in Scotland and that obviously is something I really promote and love about about it. And yeah they even do it like here in Aberdeen. So that's cool. You can, like own jewelry from like nearby where you live so I don't know I just think it's pretty epic okay so every week I actually ask the guests if they have a poem or something they would like me to share on the podcast or a small business and we don't often get poems that people want us to share but Grace Lee did give us one so this week I'm going to give you two poems for the price of one so this is Grace Lee's poem that she chose and I'll tell you my pick afterwards so her poem that she chose is a poem by Morgan Harper Nichols 
And perhaps what made her beautiful was not her appearance or what she achieved, but in her love and her courage and her audacity to believe. No matter the darkness around her, light ran wild within her. And that was the way she came alive and it showed up in everything. And that is by Morgan Harper Nichols. And the poem that I chose is by Nicole and it's called Ode to a Tree. Imposing green, a lonely stretch into the streaking sky, strong and steady, never wavering, even in the gales. Crisp leaves flutter and shift, always reaching up. And that poem is um, on Hello Poetry um, by Nicole, and I will have it linked in the show notes for you to check it out. That's obviously written by a small author. And um, yeah, I'll link Morgan Harper Nichols' poem so you can check it out as well. So before we hop into the interview with Grace Lee for this week, please don't forget to follow, review and share the podcast. Um, head to our Instagram at Fancy Blather to follow along with all the things that we're doing. We're pretty, we are really killing the game there at the moment. Um, check out our website, fancyblather.com. We're now posting weekly blog posts on a Thursday that are linked to the episode of the week. So yeah, enjoy the interview with Grace Lee. I'll see you later. Okay, so it's just Kirsty hopping in here for our charity of the week. So this week, Grace Lee wanted us to shout out the incredible Invisible Hands. You can find them at invisiblehandsdeliver.org. So here is a little bit about them. They are a non-profit organization delivering groceries and other essential items to populations especially vulnerable to COVID-19. They are powered by volunteers. They've completed thousands of contactless deliveries in New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Um, Invisible Hands is also committed to fighting food insecurity, a crisis that's been exasperated exasperated by COVID-19. And that's why they're partnering with food pantries to ensure their neighbors can always have food on their plates. So you can either volunteer with them if you are somebody that needs help with that you can request a delivery or request for somebody else that you know of or let them know so that they can request um of course you can donate and if you head to their website you can find out a lot more about them including their um vimeo video of um their first anniversary film which just lets you know a little bit more about what they're doing right now and they also have a shop so you can head to their shop to buy things and obviously the any money that they make as a profit from things on their shop will go straight back to the charity and of course they would love for you to spread the word and they have flyers available for you to do so so invisible hands which is invisiblehandsdeliver.org so check it out enjoy the rest of this week's episode okay so this week we are speaking to the incredible grace lee grace lee is a social media strategist content content creator and on the on the grow podcast host um she is based in new york city she helps brands grow organically on social media and she helps others tell their story through social media platforms Hello, Grace Lee, and welcome to Fancy Blather podcast. It is so wonderful to have you here with us today. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. I'm quite tired. Actually, it's quite late. <laughs> it's half eight. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I'm like, oh, half past eight. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm starting to I'm starting to hit the hit the wall, but we're we're gonna make it through, and then I'm probably gonna go to bed. <laughs> okay. But no, yeah, I'm good. Um, so the first question we like to ask um everyone that comes on our pod as the first question is um what's your small wonder of the week? So it can be anything at all um that you've just appreciated more recently than before even something that you've always appreciated but think other people don't appreciate as much and it can be as small or as big as you like yeah um so something that I've really been I guess struggling with Mm -hmm. lately is just like trying to find a work-life balance and Mm -hmm. I think you know the past week or so I've been able to actually figure out that balance and figure out some time for myself and it's been refreshing in so many ways and I think that's that's really something that you know I'm trying to put more like put more effort into um because I know that I'm just someone who likes to work 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 but it's so important to refresh nice I love that I think that's a that's a great answer that's one of the best that we've had I think that's such an important thing to remind people of as well I'm I'm similar to you I'm very like work 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 and then I'm like oh <laughs> we should probably press the pause button for a second here um right. so have you had any moments in your 20s where you have been surviving rather than thriving and how did you overcome those times I think um after I graduated college I had a lot of those moments so I moved right straight to New York uh with my first job And I would say my first few years here in New York City were more of like survival modes. (laughs) Um, I think I was really just trying to figure out what I wanted and just who I wanted to surround myself with. And so a lot of those times, you know, not just like, I think financially too, it's hard Mm -hmm. living in such an expensive city. And so I really feel like I was just surviving, just trying to get by Mm -hmm. those first few years. Um, and I think what's really helped me overcome those was really finding the right people and also just like trusting in myself. Cause I think a lot of those times we start to doubt ourselves Mm -hmm. and, um, it really, it really helps to just, you know, um, be in tune with yourself and really listen to it. Nice. Perfect. Um, so for the listeners at home who maybe don't know, could you explain what a social media strategist is? Yes. I get this question many times. Yeah. <laughs> it's as simple as, you know, what it is. It's really, so I work on social media strategy. Um, but what that means is I help. So I work with a bunch of like brands, clients, uh, companies, mm-hmm. anyone who's interested in growing social media and I help them with strategy. So I really like to um, put a lot of emphasis into the strategy portion for growth, for organic growth, because let's be honest, there's a lot of ways you can grow on social media, but organic growth is the true way. And I like to emphasize that, that my work is focused solely on the strategy portion. Perfect. Excellent. Um, what piece of advice would you give to someone in their 20s thinking about switching their career to social media or maybe just trying to grow a side hustle on social media, maybe even just somebody who's in their 20s that started a small business and they're thinking about how can we grow on social media? So just kind of growth t- tips in general, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so for someone wanting to be in this career, in this social media career path, mm-hmm. I will say there is no like guidebook, no handbook on, you know, like the steps of 
how to go because social media is constantly evolving. It's constantly changing. So you don't really have a set answer. Mm -hmm. But what I would say is um, before like maybe getting into this, just really, you know, research just what like the role entails. So if you want to focus more on like the strategy part, maybe, you know, finding um, a mentor or someone who is in that field currently and just asking a bunch of questions because you never know um, what they might say and you might not actually like it. So that's one thing I would say is really just reach out. Don't be afraid Mm -hmm. to network. Um, And another thing is not being so hard on yourself. I think you know, with having a job comes with all these like um, goals for yourself of like, I have Mm -hmm. to reach this milestone and I have to do all this and this. But again, like, you know, you could have instant growth one month and then nothing the next. So I think it really is just mentally putting yourself in that mindset before you Mm -hmm. dive right in. Perfect. Um, so we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit about your podcast, which I love listening to. I actually really enjoy, this is quite a big compliment because I, there's not many podcasts I listen to when I run, but I actually really enjoy listening to your podcast whilst I'm running. But there's uh-huh. a lot of like, that's one of the very few, I don't know why, but I, there's something about listening to it while I'm running that just where I like, it relaxes me enough, but it's still like, I still feel the pace, if that makes sense. Whereas some podcasts are too relaxing or they're too like high paced. And I'm like, oh, this is stressing me out. So I love listening to it, especially when I'm running. So I was wondering what inspired you to start your podcast on the grow? Wow. Okay. First of all, I've never had someone say that they listen to it while running. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that. Um, so what inspired it really was so I originally started as a blogger. So I started mm-hmm. in 2010 when, you know, blogs weren't even a thing. Mm-hmm. And I think I see a podcast as like blogging 2.0. Yeah, um, it really is. Right. Like, well, yeah. at least with my podcast, I like to express like a lot of like my thoughts and just mm-hmm. like topics that are, you know, interesting. And so um, that really is what it is, is like, you know, I'm constantly growing, So Mm -hmm. on the grow is really what happened. I'm also on the go all the time. So Mm -hmm. I was thinking like, how can I mesh the two? And then I like to just see as like my episodes as something that will also, I can look, I can listen back to and, you know, learn from um, even in the future. So yeah. Nice. I love that. Yeah. It's like an an online diary kind of. Yes. Yeah, I get that. So On The Grow is a podcast that manages to be inspiring whilst also staying down to down to earth and always honest. So where do you find inspiration for your episodes and how do you kind of focus, how, not focus, but how do you balance that? How do you try and make sure your episodes are real? I suppose it a little bit comes from the fact that it is your online diary. So the honesty really comes through, but where else do you like to find inspiration from your, for your episodes? Um, so the inspiration I think really lies just honestly, just being in New York city. Um, I'm constantly walking outside every single day and there's just a lot of, I think that's when my thoughts really flow is I start just like people watching or just, you know, watching the news or just like seeing what's happening in the world really Mm -hmm. inspires me to um, talk about certain things. So I would say that's where my inspiration comes from. Perfect. Also, I wanted to ask about um, kind of like privacy and uh, like, how do you work out where to draw the line? Because I know that being somebody that works on social media, 
you kind of have to put yourself out there but where do you draw the line so that you're not putting every single part of yourself out there that you end up with nothing left for yourself because I feel like that's something that people are always trying to balance like do you ever take time to sit with things or work on things independently maybe in the future you might share them with your audience or maybe like you never will to try and hit that balance of like having some things of your life just be for you Mm, that is a very good question um and definitely something that I am always working on Mm -hmm. um I think it's hard really just because a lot of like there's this line between you know being I guess you could say a social media influencer and Uh someone whose work is social media and sometimes I have a hard time differentiating um the between the two because it's like, I want to be personal with my audience, but then also at the same time, how much is too much? So Mm -hmm. I think it really is me always asking those questions before I am like sharing something that maybe I shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah. I think, I think it is a hard one to, to work out the balance of like, oh, is that, have I gone too far? And it is just, I think it's also because it is, although it's not that new anymore, it is still relatively new in terms of careers so I think mm-hmm. people are still trying to navigate how does that work whereas in an office world like you know that you you come in you do your job and maybe you talk about x y and z but you typically don't talk about like a b and c and people just mm-hmm. kind of know that whereas it's a different space perfect um so you're currently training in training for a half marathon and um, what led you to decide to run one why did you decide you wanted to try a half marathon do you know how many times people have asked me that they're like are you crazy <laughs> Well, I've done um, one, so I understand. Have you? I've, yeah, I've ran one. So, I, oh, so I'm amazing. like, that's cool. Yeah, I did it when I was, Um, I used to be like, well, not, that sounds bad. Like I'm not now, but I was, I've always kind of ran since I was younger, but not never like um speed running. Like I've always mm-hmm. been a stand, stamina runner. So kind of the opposite of you. Okay. Um, I've always been endurance based. And um, when I was 17, that's when you can like, enter half marathons officially so okay. I did one when I was 17 wow. <laughs> so I wanted how... to like tick it off <laughs> my birthday <laughs> right how did you feel after running it I'm so oh curious. I felt I, I felt oh I've done another one since then and I definitely felt better after the second one I have to say that I felt good but like I didn't train as much as I should have for it I was like I'm 17 <laughs> like I can do it and then afterwards I was like oh no that was not but it's a massive accomplishment and it's so cool I was supposed to do a full last year but then COVID happened so there is the option this year but it's virtual so I'm pushing it till next year because I don't gotcha. I don't want to do it virtually like virtual. it's not the same no <laughs> but yeah, yeah so I understand the drive <laughs> yeah um I would definitely say so I I'm someone who likes to like challenge Mm -hmm. myself so I think you know I was thinking like what's another challenge that I could do (laughs) that's how my mind works I'm like what's something else I can take on that will Mm -hmm. you know be painful emotionally physically mentally yeah it's so men Um, it is so mentally challenging people don't realize how mentally challenging running is compared to the physical aspect oh yeah it's it's like what's that percentage it's like something percent mindset it's mm-hmm. more than just um uh like being fit it's it's like mm-hmm. more than 50 it's like 70 80 percent mm-hmm. I think I so say. yeah it's all it mindset. is like a high it is such a high percentage because it's like your body can go so much further 
than you think it can because mm-hmm. your mind convinces you that it can't like it's like my PE teacher used to say to me mm-hmm. at 80% your body will think you're tired will like think you're like exhausted but actually you've still got another 20% and I was like oh do I, <laughs> I don't feel like I right. do and he was like it's right. in your head and I was like oh right it's like a switch yeah it's so weird so yeah no so how is your also how's your training going Ooh, I am on week seven out of 10. So nice. it's next month. Um, I am, I will say like I run like seven, eight miles now mm-hmm. and it feels like it's like two. And that's, that's good. And it's like, it's amazing. I'm like, I used to die at like mile three, mm-hmm. but now I'm just like, oh, six. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. That's, yeah. so, that's so great though. That's awesome. I love that. That's like, like a nice way to see the improvement as well. Mm-hmm. So we're going to switch gears a little bit to something a little bit more serious. Well, half more than serious, I suppose, but I am. <laughs> um, so Asian hate is something that has been brought to light in the media recently, but has been happening for a long time, although it wasn't necessarily in the media. Predominantly, it's always existed. Um, I love how you use your platform to educate people on the different forms of education of Asian hate and how to eradicate them. What do you believe are some things that need to happen in the world to eradicate Asian hate? Um, there's so many things that need to change, but mm-hmm. I would think, you know, just starting off, like education is so important. And I know you're a teacher, mm-hmm. so you know the importance of education. Um, but I think just, it's as simple as, like talking about certain things that maybe people don't understand. So something as simple as like the model minority myth, you know, Mm -hmm. people don't know what that means, but you see it so many times in the news talking about Asian, Asian Americans. And so in my head, I'm kind of more of like trying to figure out how to maybe um, talk about the things that people aren't aware of and mm-hmm. then going into the next steps of like okay because now that people understand what this is now we can take action um and i think there needs to be more action done you know there's a heard uh recently and he was an elder in the asian uh, american community and he was like oh he was like beat um horrifically mm-hmm. And, you know, he was in the hospital. So like just things happening every day, every week, it's exhausting. And I think, you know, there's a lot of ways that we can go about it, like not being a bystander, um, how to report a hate crime, Mm -hmm. little things like that. So I think that having more of like more people, um, this is sad to say, but having more people really care um, Mm -hmm. enough to, you know, (laughs) stand up for this and, um, uh, it's, it's really sad, but yeah. So that, that's what I think needs to really happen more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to talk about. So thank you so much for being willing to talk about it. And I yeah. think you're, you're spot on education is where it has to begin, but it's, it's not where it ends. It's no. just the, it's, it's just the beginning. And, um, we will have resources linked in the show notes so that people can help in whatever way possible and to educate people on different things so that they can be more aware of Asian hate when it is happening. Because it isn't also just happening in America. And I know obviously that you live 
in America, but like I live in Britain and I can tell you like, we're not that much better. Like, I think we really need to lose that mindset as British people that like, oh, well, it's just in America because it's never, it never is. Like it's, Mm -hmm. we're so much more similar countries. The countries are so much more similar than we realize. And it was the same thing with Black Lives Matter. And it, it has become better, but it was the automatic defense mechanism of a lot of people in this country was, oh, well, Mm -hmm. that's America. And I was like, no, it's not. Like, wake up. I'm so curious. How is it like over there, actually, with these situations? Yeah, so I'd say, like, it's probably actually in the media less, which also kind of makes it worse because then it's just kind of... the like the typical British phrase is like pushed under the rug like swept under the rug like that's the common thing right just sweep it under the rug it's like an an ever a never-ending phrase that you but like people won't say that but that is what often is happening when it comes to different things and I know that especially when COVID started there was a lot of racism particularly in like bigger cities like in Edinburgh which is the capital city of Scotland in London when um with this like obviously Donald Trump didn't help with the quote unquote Chinese virus and there was a Mm -hmm. lot of hate crimes towards Asians whether they were Chinese or not which it doesn't even matter like because it's not a Chinese virus if you see what I mean like it doesn't matter that they're Chinese but it doesn't matter in terms of that because it's not a Chinese virus anyway and it was like this whole thing where people were scared to leave their houses and I don't blame them and it's the same with Black Lives Matter, like police brutality here is probably not on the same level necessarily, but it does exist. Mm-hmm. And it, there is people that it exists for and there is cases that have happened. But it's like, oh, that's not that's not here. And I just think also like, hello, like I know this was a long time ago, but we colonized people like, yes, it wasn't me and it wasn't you. And I and maybe it wasn't even my ancestors but it was still this nation and we still exist as the same nation with the royal family and the royal family did colonize people. Guess, okay, it wasn't Queen Elizabeth, but it was her ancestors. And I can guarantee you it was because she's part of the royal family. And I just think, how can you possibly expect there to be, especially when it comes to like Megan? So I'm not like, I'm personally not a royalist. Like I couldn't care less about royalty if I'm being honest as there's a lot of political things because I'm Scottish and that's just not like the royals never treated Scotland well so why would we support them so I'm just not a royalist fan but regardless I still think people deserve human rights Mm -hmm. and um, the way Meghan was treated in the media is so so abundantly clear that it's racism you can put a headline like people have done this on Twitter put a Mm -hmm. headline about Kate and a headline about Megan next to each other and they're about the same thing and you'll see the derogatory version and you'll see the nice version and they're always like 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 telling Megan that she's doing something wrong and Kate does the same thing and she's doing it right and they will be like literally almost word for word and you're like how do these people think that this is so blatantly obvious that they can get away with it and I I don't know much about the royal drama and I'm not really in terms of that, I'm not interested, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's racism in the royal family. They colonized countries. Like, do you really think that there's not gonna be racism? Like, I just don't understand. How can you expect there not to be racism 
in a family that literally did that and I just think like like she was alive for some of it as well like the queen right now like wasn't that long ago and technically some people are still like under our power kind of there's a weird (laughs) weird things going on so I'm like "Mm, sorry so here it's definitely I think the media is one of the biggest problems in Britain though I think that they Mm. they think they can do anything they're like above everyone and and then yeah. you just don't trust in the news ever. I just like watch the news and I'm like, well, that's biased. That's biased. And it's wow. not like small biases. Yeah, it's, not it's like pretty clear. You, oh, yeah. It's things where you're like, well, that's really biased. And that one's really biased. So you really have to be like, you have to be turned on and be like, well, if all these different people are saying this, then what's the likelihood this is probably what actually is the situation. But to be fair, the good thing is that our education is, it's fairly good and we do learn in school how to like <laughs> recognize biases and things like that and I'm like thank god I learned learned what that meant because otherwise I'd be like oh yeah this is the word this is the truth like BBC is telling the truth about everything and I'm like mm, I'm not sure they are so yeah it's it's interesting here certainly wow yeah wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I was gonna say like when um the royal family mm-hmm. <laughs> when that all the drama happens the news was on it here like I think that we as Americans were like so invested in the royal family but after what happened everyone was like oh like oh you know mm-hmm. like it was, it was just like the whole racism thing erupted again so yeah can't imagine how it was over there but <laughs> like if it's it was of, as yeah well. it's kind of weird I don't know because some people love it love them and some people just couldn't care less like or some people hate them and it's just like because it's like there's just so many arguments about like their money and where does their money come from and how do they have all this money to spend on doing up palaces when we have homeless people living on the streets like why do we need to give Buckingham Palace a renovation like mm. it's, just, it's okay. just all a bit but they do but then there is the argument that they bring in a lot of money and that they bring in a lot of tourists and bring it all and that is like I can't argue with that they do but I also mm-hmm. think that Buckingham Palace without the Queen in it would still bring in money I don't right. think that people would just because the chances of you going to Buckingham Palace and actually seeing a member of the royal family is fairly slim so like you're probably just going to look at the building most of the time like yeah there's some <laughs> events where you're going to see the person but they're not exactly out all the time like every day so I was like well do you need the people but we don't know that I don't think it will change for a long time sadly but <laughs> never know it's just very political yeah all all of it like how do you get rid of them because you can't be like here's a job in tesco or that's like walmart like the equivalent oh oh here you go like here's your job in walmart prince harry like i don't think that would go no (laughs) so it's like where where do they go what do they do yeah that's true where where do they go (laughs) who knows yeah anyway we'll move on (laughs) talk about about this all day um so we're gonna switch back um how do you ensure this is a corny a corny question we like to ask everyone I like to learn a little bit of cheese um how do you ensure the capital H in hustle is health hmm I would say well one I I think I said this earlier. Um, I'm all work, work, work. So yeah. <laughs> I have a hard time trying to, um, I guess you could say, be mentally healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think really 
going back to what happened like the past two weeks, I've really been trying to find that balance. So mm-hmm. what I'll do is I'll set boundaries. That's my way of ensuring the capital H is health <laughs> and hustle. I think that's cute. Um, <laughs> I think it really is setting boundaries for yourself. Um, knowing when to say no, I have a hard mm-hmm. time with that, especially when it comes to work. I'm like, I can do it all. I really mm-hmm. can, <laughs> but no, I really can't. So um, what's there's something I like, I always think of when, when I'm thinking about this, it's you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. That's a good one. That is a good one. I like that. Amazing. So what are some of your thriving moments from your twenties so far? Thriving moments, uh, would definitely say New York city is one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say quitting my full-time job to pursue my dreams. Mm-hmm. It was a little rough to start, but I think, you know, where I'm at now, I feel so much happier. I'm in such a healthier place. Um, Yeah. Nice. Perfect. Um, If you had to sum up your 20s in three words, what would what would they be? 20s in three words, I would say um, one learning Mm -hmm. two growing and three. I would say struggling just because I just, I don't want to, I don't want to say I'm like all struggles, but I think a lot of where I am now has been, you know, attributed to my struggles. So I would Mm -hmm. have to include that in there for sure. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think as well, a lot of people are struggling and it it is kind of your struggling years. Like it's, it's the time to struggle. Not that you can't do it afterwards, but I think that's, that's a good word (laughs) to put in there. Um, so some rapid fire for you. So the first one, Instagram or TikTok? Yeah, that's right. I was like, wait, what? Instagram Reels or TikTok? I know this is rapid fire, but it, for posting or watching? <laughs> okay, for both. So let's do posting first and then watching. Posting, I would say Reels. Okay, and then for watching? TikTok. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> athleisure or dresses? Dresses. Snow or sunshine? Snow. Whoa, hold on, let me see that again. Snow. Um, New York bagels or New York coffee? I don't drink coffee, but I don't like bagels. So I would say New York coffee. (laughs) Traveling or staying home? Traveling. And podcast or radio? Podcast. I always throw that in. I'm like, well, if someone says radio, <laughs> don't know if you'll be on the show again. <laughs> radio. <laughs> Just throw it. I was like, <laughs> um, where can our listeners find you? So I am at by Grace Lee on Instagram, or you know, if anyone is interested in my services, yeah, um, I do offer like consulting for social media and many more. Um, it's my website gracefullymade.com um or my email which is grace at gracefullymade.com and that's also in the website perfect and i'll have that linked in the show notes down below for everyone at home and the final question we like to end off on is what have you been engaging with this week so it can be a book a podcast uh, a radio show (laughs) a tv show a film i don't know like any a hobby like it does anything at all (laughs) that you would recommend to someone 
Hmm. Well, wait. So now that you say recommendations, I, I have two. So okay. one, I've been, oh, I don't want to end it on sad note. So I'm going to go with this one first. Okay. <laughs> I've been really t- tuned in with what's happening with India. The Yeah. Wow. They like surpassed 200K. I know. Um, it's so just crazy. in shock, like how this is happening. And it is, wow. It's really tragic that they don't have oxygen really. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I've just really been, you know, watching yeah. and reading about. And the second one is I don't really watch that much Netflix, but when I do, mm-hmm. I find just like the most random things. So I've been watching the show called um queen of queen of flow have you heard of it no what's it about it's a spanish show but it's really good it has 80 episodes spanish shows are good shows they are they just like they mm -hmm. just have the drama like they really i know they really no but this this one is very this plot is just like so thickening it it's so intense and i'm just like so you know into it so (laughs) whenever i have free time i just watch it that's so I love that. That's a great recommendation. Well, I'll link that in the show notes below as well. I <laughs> normally try and find it so that people can just click on the link and watch if they're feeling feeling like a Netflix show straight away after the pod, then feel free or come back to it. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on, Gracie. It was lovely to chat with you today. And yeah, and to everyone at home, have a good week and you will hear from me next week. Bye. Okay, so that is the end of this week's episode. Thank you to everyone for listening. Don't forget to check out our new Small Talk episode out this Wednesday at 5pm or our new Fancy Blather episodes. We have episodes every Monday at 5pm and new Small Talk episodes every Wednesday at 5pm. British Summertime, um, review, follow and share the podcast. Give us a follow over on Instagram at Fancy Blather and check out our website fancyablather.com have a great week everyone and you will hear from me very soon bye